Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. And welcome to the Inside Carolina Post Game Podcast. I'm stepping in for Tommy Ashley, who is actually probably driving home by now. He was at the game today, lucky guy. Every now and then, we we tried to give Tommy a break where you can actually maybe enjoy a game. Uh, but I'm your host of this one, John Siegley, joined as always for the Post Game Podcast by Dewey Burke. We're coming to everyone shortly after UNC's 84-74 win over the NC State Wolfpack over there in Raleigh. Just a quick shout out to our sponsors, Giant T-Shirt. GiantT-Shirt.com is where you can go to get your Carolina gear. Spring is right around the corner. Baseball season is started, and they have everything you could need for the new baseball season, the awesome UNC baseball jerseys. I love those things. It's always such a clean look. They have everything that you need for those. Every other spring sport, Giant T-Shirt, GiantT-Shirt.com. They take care of the Inside Carolina subscribers, so make sure that y'all take care of them. All right, Dewey, let's start the podcast here, man. I mean, it's a game against State. They're still a rival. Carolina really came out. We, we talked about it right before we started the podcast. The final score was a 10-point game. It honestly was not even that close. How are you feeling right now, man, after watching the Heels come out and just take care of business against the Wolfpack? I mean, I mean I, hope, I hope the guys don't get mad at me, but I love beating their ass. I mean, there's just no <laughs> other way. No other way to put it. That's exactly how it feels. That's how all of us feel. Uh, and that comes from Coach Williams, right? That he, he ingrained that in us, this true hate for them. Um, and also just, a, it's, it's not like Duke. We've talked about that on this podcast. It's not, it's not like Duke. There's, um, there's a different feel for this. And uh, so to go over there and play as well as we did was really encouraging. And sort of an old school Carolina win in a way. We didn't shoot the ball great from the perimeter. I think we're five for 20 or five for 19 from three, but absolutely killed them in the paint. 46 to 24 on the backboard. Obviously Armando was uh, an absolute force, but kind of makes you think back to, to, you know, teams of the past where we just were so dominant on the backboard and around the rim. They had no answer. They could put five guys out there that were perimeter players and try to turn up the pace and try to press and do everything that they tried. But, in the end, we had the size down low and we were so dominant in the paint. Yeah. And that's where I was, I was going to going to take it next because you talk about, you know, just the UNC players that hate of NC State. Armando Baycock came out just determined to make a statement this game. I mean, he was from the get go. There was nothing State could do to, to slow him down. He finished out with 28 points, 18 rebounds. He is now tied with Billy Cunningham for the second most ever double doubles at UNC history with 22. We both expect him to break that record by the end of his career. But I mean, we're really running out of superlatives for Armando, but you could just tell today that fire was in his eyes from the get go. Yeah, that's right. That's right. He's uh, he's just become so consistent and so reliable in the paint. I know he's had 
uh, a couple games, whether it was injury or just teams guarding him differently where he didn't shoot the ball that well from a field goal percentage standpoint. And I uh, seemed to miss some easy ones there for a few games, but his relentless work on the glass, his rim protection has certainly improved quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just a, you know, a unanimous first team all conference guy. He's going to get votes for player of the year. Yep. Um, I would imagine he's going to be on some honorable mention third team all American lists and, and mm-hmm. certainly deserves that. Um, he's had a fantastic season and, uh, boy, I tell you, I was happy with a lot of the things we did today. You know, we turned the ball over too much late and they got a little complacent, which is why you end up winning by 10 instead of 30. Um, and we need to clean that up. Mondo had five turnovers and Caleb had four. Uh, but I still think we have made a step in how we're sharing the ball and how we're defending. Uh, we certainly had sloppy possessions again, late defensively, but, uh, when it was still a game, I thought our defense was really solid. And obviously we're going to talk about it. Puff gave us something extra off the off yeah. the bench, which was great. Yep. That's where, I mean, it was either the, the defense or Puff for from next. Let's go ahead and, and just talk about Puff Johnson because he had a, a coming out party against the Wolfpack, 16 points, uh, four of nine from, from the floor overall, two of four from three, five rebounds. And I think it was that length that impressed me the most is you kind of saw Puff and he, he, was, he just played with a lot of confidence today. And quick shout out to, to Dontre Styles. So I thought when he came in the game, he also showed that athleticism. Same thing is Puff was definitely the, the best, I think that the second best player for, for the UNC today overall, Brady Manick, quick shout out as well. But it would, I think his play was just indicative that the heels were not afraid of NC State and they came out there with a mission and they accomplished that. Yeah, look, I think Puff's the player. I mean, I think we have something here. I really do. This is not just a, a one game where he, he appeared and then and, uh, and it's going to disappear. I think if he stays healthy and has a really good uh, summer in the weight room with conditioning where he's not, people have to understand when you're hurt, you spend the summer rehabbing instead of getting better. Mm-hmm. And that is a big, big thing for him this coming off season is if he is healthy and he can work on strength and skill development. Uh, I, I think we have a player because he's got length. His arms are preposterously long. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's a very pure shooter. I like to watch the, you know, when you watch guys shoot free throws when he got fouled on that three point attempt and stepped up and ripped those three free throws, didn't even come close to touching the rim. Uh, he shoots it like a shooter, which made that sounds like a weird statement. Uh, but he does. He shoots it like a shooter. So you can tell what you have there. Uh, obviously, it's in his blood. Um, but I think a good summer for him. And God, I, wouldn't it be great if he just spent the whole summer with his brother, whether yeah. it's in Phoenix or back home or in Chapel Hill? Just, hey, just hang with Cam and just do whatever Cam's doing mm-hmm. um, and, and get in the weight room. Because I think he's the kind of guy that if healthy next year can start at the three or four, maybe stretch four. But he feels like somebody that can give you. 12 points, six rebounds, four blocks, three assists, two steals. I mean, that kind of a, uh, of a capability, you see that with him. Um, and I thought he was terrific and really encouraged to see him shoot the ball the way he did. And, and we talked about before being willing to catch that ball against his own and just pull it. And that was great to see. So really encouraged with Puff. Yeah. And the offense overall, were you at all surprised, Dewey, to see the heels go inside so much against NC State? Because that was one of the things as we've seen at times this year, you know, under um, Coach Hubert Davis, the heels maybe a little bit more perimeter oriented than they were sometimes under Roy Williams. 
it's like you said at the very beginning. This looked like an old school UNC team. Did that surprise you, or do you think that was just Hubert knowing, hey, this is not that great of an NC State team. We can get whatever we want on the inside. That's what we're going to do. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that emphasis is probably there every game. Uh, I think we're we'd be foolish if three out of four possessions we don't at least get Mondo a touch because of how many eyes he occupies, mm-hmm. right? I mean, he's a he's a true force. So that ball goes in there, you're going to occupy at least eight, if not ten, defenders' eyes. And so what does that cause? Something we, we've talked about a lot. It, it gets the defense behind in terms of rotations. Um, you set a good screen on somebody that's looking at Armando, hit him with a back screen. Now they're on their heels and you give them a chance to make a mistake. And so the ball needs to go to him regardless of it ends up in a field goal attempt. And we get away from that at times. And I don't think that is a game to game uh, game plan change. I don't think be, given the opponent, we say, OK, hey, we're going to be more perimeter oriented because of the personnel. Uh, I don't think that's the case. I think we have times where the ball doesn't move the way it should. And then consequently, Armando, who's not going to initiate his own offense, he has to receive a post entry uh, or receive the ball after a swing in order to be successful, unless it's on the offensive glass. So I don't, I don't think it was a, a different game plan. I just think that they're a little undersized and um, even their size is, is not as doesn't have the girth and the strength that Armando does. And so they just weren't able to withstand him. Um, so it needs to look like this every night, we, irrespective of field goal attempts for him, he needs touches to occupy eyes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely agree with that. And, you know, shout out to, like I said earlier, Brady Manick. Um, he had some really good passes in, in the interior and when you talk about just defensive, the opposing defense of having to put eyes on UNC players, when the ball is moving and you have someone like Armando out there that just commands such attention, if you have smart players like Manic, that just makes everything so much easier, especially on nights where, I mean, Caleb Love, he had his stat line. If you look at just the points, it was, you know, he had 16 points, but he was, um, a lot of those were from the free throw line, which he's an excellent free throw shooter will absolutely give him props for that. And he was aggressive on the game, but four for 14 overall, looking at it here, I mean, two assists, four turnovers. So having that interior play and guys that like Brady Manic shoulder some of that load, as we saw against NC State, I mean, that's what Carolina needs in order to be successful. Yeah, look, we, we didn't shoot the ball well as a team. Brady, two for five, obviously made a couple. And that, that one he hit after the post entry into Armando from the top of the key in the second half was a big shot because they were making a little mini run. And we talked about Puff making a couple, at least two for four. But as a team, we didn't shoot the ball well. But for your starting four man to give you 16, six, and five assists against only two turnovers, you know, he had our, uh, our best assist to turnover ratio or, or just a, a, a little bit less than RJ, who's a, who's a point guard, right? Yeah. And so that, that's pretty impressive. And he's also just turned into such a solid, reliable, fun player to have on our team. Uh, Hubert has said it a number of times, but you wish that he was a sophomore or a junior because yeah. he, he seems emblematic of what we think a Carolina player should be, right? He's selfless. He, he, uh, he has figured out when to uh, pull from the perimeter uh, early on in the season. I thought he forced some trying to find his way, but he seems in rhythm now. And uh, I enjoy watching Brady play. I really do. He has his, his shortcomings as a big, uh, he's a below the rim player, but he's figured out how to coexist with Armando 
uh, and they've really learned to play well together um, and a great stat line for him. Absolutely. I mean, it was really just a, a good overall solid win to kind of put a bow on the NC State talk then, Dewey, what was your overall takeaway from, from this game? If you had to say maybe one or two things that watching the game now <laughs> sitting over here. Yeah, we'll, we'll, they, they stink. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. Yeah. They're, not any, they're not any good. Um, I think they got pieces. They have a couple of pieces, but they don't play together. A lot of one-on-one. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know obviously Bates is hurt. I think that's his name, Bates, right? Um, the big yeah. fella for them. Um, yep. So they're thin up front, and that's tough for uh, anybody to deal with Armando for sure. So like, they're not any good. And, uh, and even then, that's not an easy environment to go into. And we went in and took the crowd right out of the game, which was, yep. which was huge. So my two parting thoughts would be we did a great job of immediately taking the emotion out of the building. Uh, and that they're, they're just not very good. Uh, and, and so yeah. we do what we were, so we do what we were supposed to do and, uh, look, two games left. So you got Syracuse on Monday, senior night, they play a funky style. So we're going to have to focus on ball movement. I think puff has a chance to really be impactful, uh, shooting that corner three against that funky zone yeah. that Syracuse plays. And I uh, got to take care of that one. Can't look ahead. Uh, and then you've got a nice full week to get ready for, uh, for the last game of camera. You jumped ahead of me there because I was actually going to going to bring up Syracuse. Uh, Inside Carolina, I don't think we're going to have a podcast between now and them because they do play Monday night. Uh, the plan is that we'll, the Coast to Coast will actually be the postgame podcast for that one. So, yeah, I mean, that funky Syracuse zone, heels are coming off of this win. Do you, what do you think the mentality is going to be of, of the team over the next 48 hours while they are preparing to fly up there and take on Syracuse in the Carrier Dome? Is it is it in the carry home or is it home? Uh oh, actually, it might be at home. I think it's. Senior I will night. double check that. You're right. It, it's. it's I, sorry, yeah. it's Carolina right. senior night. How do I have to do with Syracuse? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, no problem. I, look, I, I'd love to t- be able to predict for you how this team is going to play. Um, <laughs> yeah, but we can't. We just we are we are way past understanding because um, they seem to to have many times this year taken two steps forward and one step back. So uh, there is no time for that. Uh, the postseason is looming. It's almost March. And, um, and again, it's a hard style to play against. One of the reasons, and I've said this for years, that I think Syracuse is always very successful when you get into the NCAA tournament is, as everybody knows, you play Thursday, Saturday, or Friday, Sunday in the tournament. And Syracuse is really hard to play against in that second game yeah. because you only have one day to prepare. You know, you're in the tournament. Uh, whether it's you're in the 64 and then you get them in the 32, you're in the 16, you get them in the eight. All of your focus, the entirety of your focus is on the game at hand, the Thursday or the Friday game. And so great, you win that game. And then you have one day, if you're not an ACC team, to prepare for this really weird matchup zone. And they don't have as much size as they typically have in the past, but man, they used to tread out real length at the top and the wings on that zone. And it was very hard to move the ball to get open shots. Um, and so look, uh, we'll see which team comes out. We need to shoot the ball well from the perimeter because it is hard to get it inside. However, it's hard for Syracuse to box out in their zone. That's just an inherent part of playing zone is you don't know exactly who you're supposed to box out. So Armando should have a big day on the glass. We need to make shots. We need to take care of the basketball. Uh, and we need to guard Buddy Beheim, right? I mean, he's still a threat to go for 30. 
Yeah. And, uh, and we just cannot look past it. And you want to send the seniors out the right way. Never, ever, ever, ever want to lose a senior night game. And we haven't lost many of them. Yeah. Uh, so that, that's, uh, that's pretty important. And, and I think a lot of fans anticipate it, but it is nice to see that Coach Huber is keeping the trends of the tradition of starting all the seniors on senior night. Um, no big surprise there. So that, that'll be awesome. The Dean Dome crowd can get, can give those guys the standing ovation that they absolutely deserve. Um, do you think though, you mentioned it a couple of times that now Dewey, obviously the big game coming up season ending in Cameron indoor over there in Durham, the heels are, I mean, if, if they are not going into that game, trying to get some redemption, I, I don't know what to tell you. Is there a bit of a concern for you that the team might be trying to maybe look ahead to that game or put too much emphasis on that, on the season finale against Duke with Syracuse coming into town on Monday? Well, they won't talk about it in terms of in the program, right? The coaches won't talk about you. There will be no Duke discussion in the next 48 hours. And so it's more going to be how much does social media start playing into that? The guys talking amongst themselves. Um, But there will be no discussion of it until you take care of Syracuse. So again, there, you know, it's easy to say there should always be enough motivation. Every time you put the Jersey on, every time you write on that floor, you have plenty of motivation, but in this specific instance, there should be plenty of motivation for the seniors uh, and to make sure they go out the right way. And so that should be important to everybody. That should be important to the young guys. um, You know, the Caleb's and the RJ's that are playing a ton of minutes, it should matter to them. And I'm sure it does. Uh, to send the seniors out the right way. Uh, hopefully Leaky's healthy and can go, and uh, we should win. We're, we are a better team. We should win. But, it, again, it's a funky style, yeah. and so you have to execute. It's not just it's another team that plays you man-to-man and can Mondo impose as well and does Caleb make shots or not. And kind of the themes of the season don't necessarily apply mm-hmm. when you play Syracuse because it's such yeah. a different way. Uh, so we got to be ready. We have one practice, but – you know, we've been playing Syracuse for years, so it's not uh, it's not like the NCAA tournament scenario that I made reference to. Yeah, and I mean, especially after that home loss against Pitt, I mean, Heels just they they cannot afford to drop serve at home anymore. So, yeah, yeah I mean, I, I would trust that at this point in the season, the guys know at least what they need to do. They'll come out focused. This was a big not 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 necessarily a big win against NC State. But still, it's like you said at the very beginning, it's always great to beat them. They were supposed to win. Feels great. They did win. From here on out, it is just do your jobs, finish the season as best you can, and put yourself in the best position to get, to get into the NCAA tournament. And really, I don't know what, what much else to say other than that. No, I agree. It was a good win. Do what we're supposed to do. Always feels good to win over there. Always feels good to shut that building up. And uh, I know Coach Williams is smiling, that's for sure. Oh, absolutely. You know that. All right, Zoe, we'll go ahead and wrap this one up then, my friend. Thanks again. And for John T-Shirt and JohnT-Shirt.com, everyone here at Inside Carolina, we'll talk with everyone again soon. Thank you. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.